Welcome to PSO in the Know, the podcast series that puts a spotlight on the impact of psoriasis. Together, and one PSO story at a time, we'll let people with psoriasis know they're not alone and encourage them to speak up and seek out the help they deserve. I'm Cindy Lauper, and I was diagnosed with psoriasis in 2010. As a performer, this chronic condition took an immense toll on me when I was working, and I used my passion for fashion to hide my flare-ups. I met with several doctors and tried various treatments, but my symptoms just kept coming back. After working with my doctor, I discovered a treatment that works for me, and I got back to performing live again, which was pretty tough when my psoriasis was at its worst. I believe it's time to lift the curtain on psoriasis and set the stage for change. So join me. Hi! This is Cindy Lauper, and welcome to PSO in the Know. On today's episode, we're getting to know Melissa Lilu. I first met Melissa back in 2014. She is an advocate for psoriasis and has worked with the National Psoriasis Foundation as a volunteer and a blogger, helping to mentor fellow patients by sharing her story. Melissa is a former ballet dancer and now is on her way to Stanford Medical School. Hello, Melissa Leo Lu. Is that how you spe- you pronounce it? That's right. If you say it quickly, because I'm from New York, it's Lilu, oh. um, which is a little catchy. But oh, Lilu is really nice. That's like um, Lilu and Stitch. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Melissa, you have such an interesting story, and it's it's really inspiring to listen to and get to know you better. And before we really dig in here, I just have a few questions for you. What song can you not resist singing along to when you drive in the car? Girls just want to have fun. Are you serious? (laughs) Yes, I think everyone feels that way. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. And what was, and your very first job was ballet and you grew up where? I grew up in the suburbs of New York, um, but with that said, I started dancing in the city when I was young, uh, moved to New York City when I was about 18, and have been there ever since, so uh, in many ways, I consider New York City home. I remember meeting you uh, with the head of the National Psoriasis uh, Foundation and a few other patients. And I had never really sat with anyone who had it as severely as I did. I've had a lifetime of psoriasis. So psoriasis is an immune-mediated disorder, and it causes skin cells to multiply up to 10 times faster than normal. And so that creates a rash. And the rash looks like, you know, as you well know, red scaly patches. It's not contagious. And I think growing up with psoriasis and, you know, we can talk about the transition from from art and dance to to science, but I was always curious about the role of the immune system and uh, immunity in all kinds of diseases and disorders, as well as how we can use the immune system and create therapies to actually fight diseases. So that interaction really interests me. That's impressive, Melissa. Um, And I know uh, from speaking to you that you kind of have a soft spot for kids and probably because you had this when you were one years old, right? 
Yes. So I was diagnosed with psoriasis uh, just around a year old, which is considered really young. And by three years old, uh, psoriasis covered me from head to toe. The rash was just Mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, And it was incredibly painful. I did everything I could growing up to treat it. But ultimately, I just had severe psoriasis. And, um, you know, I I learned how to, to live with it as best as I could. Oh, sweetheart. And now you've found something that helps you and keeps you in kind of like not flaring? Yes, I I haven't had a flare in um, quite a few years. I saw my clear skin for the first time in my in my early twenties um, mm-hmm. when I did find the right treatment. And of course, you know we have some fantastic science researchers to thank for um, new treatments and and a better understanding of of how psoriasis happens and and why. Yes, I know from a friend of mine who danced when she was young that it's a you know, ballet is such a, a strict practice and you have to really live it every day. Come rain or shine, you're up on your toes and you're dancing. So this must have been especially hard for you uh, when you were flaring. And I remember what you told me about that no one would pick you up when you were flaring because they didn't know if it was contagious. And I have told your story and I'm, I hope you are okay with that. I have told your story many times and to tell people that it is not contagious and, you know, to share that meeting made me feel comforted because I realized I wasn't alone. And, uh, you do feel alone when you're in a full flare like that, head to toe. Sure. Well, I mean, I just want to thank you as well. You've had such a successful career and with your celebrity, you've chosen to be a voice and an advocate for people, for marginalized populations and to speak out for others. And it's it's so appreciated, especially today as we talk about psoriasis, um, which is socially a really misunderstood disease that has impacted me tremendously And as we talk about support and what that looks like, I think, you know, having support is just so essential to this journey. A lot of people, as you said, feel alone and marginalized. And growing up, I was incredibly lucky to have fantastic support from my friends and my family. Certainly, my parents empowered me to pursue my dreams in ballet. But as much as I felt loved and I felt supported, I still felt alone because ultimately, I was the only one with psoriasis and I didn't know anyone else with it. So, you know, my friends would stand up for me against bullies in school. It was amazing. But they weren't the ones walking around feeling like ashamed or, you know, they didn't feel like the burning and itching in their skin. So love and support meant the world to me. But I also wanted to connect with people who really understood what I was going through as a psoriasis patient. And that's what I found at the National Psoriasis Foundation. It's a a great organization. How did you find it, though? You just looked it up online as you were an adult? Yes. No, I I did. I mean, I I was aware of their presence because I had a young diagnosis. But, um, you know, I can can tell you a little bit about how I came to find them and and how I came to to transition from ballet to science. And, And that begins really with, you know, what I had told you when we first met. And that's 
when I was a young girl, I saw the ballet and I thought it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And although my parents were reluctant to put, you know, this rash covered kid on stage, eventually, you know, they let me try it out and I just fell in love with the art. So I began training seriously as a, a ballet dancer in New York City when I was maybe around the age of 10 or so. And by the time I was 12, I was dancing maybe 20 to 30 hours a week. And I definitely struggled with having psoriasis, but ballet was more important to me. Yeah. Um, so for me, ballet was this beautiful art about creating perfection. And I stood out with a blatant imperfection. But when I danced, I could physically feel, you know, the air in my lungs, the beat of my heart. And I felt, you know, appreciative and grateful for what my body could do. And artistically, I felt like I could express myself through ballet, the good and the bad, and I could just create the person and the artist I wanted to be, which had nothing to do with my skin. And although I had psoriasis, I still envisioned myself as having a, a successful ballet career, hopefully. When I was about 18, I was on the cusp of starting a professional career, and I faced my first serious injury. Um, dancers are in many ways athletes, so I wasn't... Yes, well... Yeah, I wasn't yeah. surprised I was injured. It was something like a stress fracture gone wrong. Mm -hmm. And I had surgery followed by physical therapy. I expected to recover. But months went by and I kept having severe inflammation and pain. So I would dance and then train for a bit, but be injured all over again in this very vicious cycle that went on for several years. Okay. And finally, throughout this frustration, my doctors came to realize that I had inflammation from psoriasis and it was inflammation not only in my skin, but in my joints too. And although I was, you know, I was young, I was in my early 20s, I had been dancing for about a decade at that time, pursuing my passion in the face of adversity. So I, I had felt like I could overcome the obstacles of psoriasis. But in that moment with that injury, I felt incapable and I felt that psoriasis had really taken everything from me. And that was the turning point where I knew I needed to learn more. And I reached out to the National Psoriasis Foundation for help. And it was the start of my work as a patient advocate. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Um, but it says here that you were performing from New York to Moscow. You traveled. What was it like when you uh, flared? And you said people didn't want to pick you up, but how could you perform at that level? You just did dances where they didn't have to lift you? So there were um, just so many mixed experiences I had. You know, as you mentioned, there were, you know, partners who didn't want to dance with me. And in ballet, there are many, many parts that are partnering and you, you have a pas de deux um, where someone has to touch you. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't stop there with other people's reluctance to dance with me. I would talk to them about psoriasis and let them know that I wasn't contagious. I really believed that if I worked so hard and danced so well that they would be willing even with psoriasis. And, you know, these these were mixed experiences, as I said. So I remember before one of my early performances when I was young, I was having a flare. It was all over my arms. Sometimes my legs would bleed through my tights. And I went to my, my coach at the time and I said, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about my skin? I thought she'd put me in long sleeves or, you know, we'd, we'd put makeup on it. And she she looked at me and she said, what about your skin? And it was in that moment that I realized that not everyone, you know, would judge me for this. Not everyone, um, you know, would, would see psoriasis and stop there. And there were people throughout my life I was fortunate to have who encouraged me and who let me know that, you know, 
art is not always about perfection. It's about, you know, finding perfection within the imperfection. And it gave me, you know, the motivation to keep going and to teach others. Well, you know, Melissa, ballet is about perfection in a way, perfect line, perfect, um, you know, perfect balance. It's, it's, it's odd and kind of wonderful how you describe it and how you endured this. I think, um, I think you're quite a remarkable young woman. Um, I did mean to, I did cut you off. I'm so sorry. No problem. Um, But what, what advice would you give people who were recently diagnosed, sweetie? Well, uh, a few things, you know, as we, um, as we've, you know, have, have talked about a little bit, there's so much frustration with a psoriasis diagnosis because um, it's not a one size fits all. So when it comes to treatment, um, what works well for some people won't work well for everyone. And um, it can be extremely frustrating and disappointing to cycle through different therapies without feeling relief. And I went through that and, um, you know, I understand what it feels like to somewhat give up on hope, but I, you know, I would encourage people to keep trying to utilize resources. And as they're going through this process, you know, reach out to, um, you know, a a mentor or a support system um, who who can be with them through the journey. And um, I think my advice would just also be a reminder that, you know, when you have psoriasis, Sometimes it's all that people can see in you. Yeah. And it's really disheartening because although it sounds like a cliche, I am, of course, so much more than my skin. And it was really challenging because, you know, I'd walk into a room and have to justify myself, you know, by saying, Hi, my name is Melissa. I have psoriasis. It's not contagious. Yes. With that in mind, I would say that the majority of people have good intentions, even if it doesn't come across that way. I don't fault people for being concerned and asking if I'm contagious. I take those opportunities to teach them about it, to let them know. And I really believe that when they understand psoriasis, they're more compassionate. Um, I will say that um, it continues to be frustrating. I, I do recall a time where, you know, I was dancing in a intensive training program in Boston and it was just a fantastic opportunity. So I wanted to do well. And it was my first class with a new teacher and not not five minutes in, she came over and quietly asked me if everything was okay with my skin. And I could tell that she was she was just trying to make sure that I was healthy and that other dancers were safe and I couldn't fault her for asking. But it was a reminder that the first thing anyone noticed about me was my skin and not my dancing. So I had to work hard because, you know, my goal was to have people see past my skin. And I would encourage any psoriasis patient to to kind of hold on to to the knowledge and to the security that you are more than your skin, even when, um, you know, you're faced with those, those situations, because, um, you know, you, you will get through them. And, um, well, yeah, but, you know, when everybody says, oh, speak up about it. Oh, let's talk about it in the middle of a flare covered head to toe. That is the last thing you want to talk about. It is so uh, debilitating because, first of all, it actually hurts. You know, certainly flares are extremely stressful, painful. And I think um, in addition to that, when you're having a flare, at least when I would, I was in so much pain that I couldn't sleep at night. 
So add, you know, add not getting enough sleep uh, to the toll it took was definitely a significant impact. You know, advice to seek a doctor, uh, doctor's help is is exactly what I would say. And um, one thing I've learned from my own experience is that, you know, everyone told me to live like a well-rounded, healthy life, certainly with dance as well, you know, eat well, um, exercise. What I learned from having psoriasis and especially after, uh, you know, when I was no longer dancing is that small changes can actually have a really big impact. It doesn't necessarily need to be like a huge transformation of change to have great effects. What I mean by that is, you know, you don't need to like, you know, completely change your diet overnight and say, oh, yeah, I'll never have something with sugar again. But, you know, add a vegetable to your dinner. It will be better than than not. Oh, my God. No sugar? Really? <laughs> I think that's a psoriasis advice. I know. I know. And that's my worst thing. And you told me when I met you, no pepper. So everyone has different kind of like food triggers. I think some people don't even have any, but you know, as, as we talk about it, everyone's so different. I am very impressed and fascinated that you decided to go into medicine and study inflammation and oncology. Sure. And hopefully, you know, when I graduate in, in four or five years or so, I'll have more answers for you. But I'll listen to you. You <laughs> you probably will because you sound really like you you sound great, Melissa. Um and uh, I'm I'm proud of you that you were able to because after working in ballet for so long and studying so hard to be able to stand up again and say, Okay, I'll begin again and I'll study this because this is what fascinates me, you know, and study it for children because as a child, you suffered so bad. Sure. Well, certainly it was, you know, in, in some ways my my way of making sense of it. And, and when I sought out information on my own, I didn't envision it as a career change in that moment. But over time, just speaking with doctors and researchers and learning more about it, it really empowered me. And I think, you know, as patients listen to this podcast or other resources, the more you learn about your own triggers or your own disease or your own treatment options, it can be an empowering process because then you have more choices. Um, And with that in mind, practicing some self-compassion, you know, it's not your fault if you have psoriasis, you know, you can try to make make it better. But, um, you know, unfortunately, when you're dealt those cards, it's, it's important to, you know, forgive yourself for, for whatever you feel and, and try to let go of the, the shame and stigma that comes from having a rash. And sometimes that's the most challenging part. Yes. I mean, I found that I just going out to eat with people and being social was almost problematic because if you drink, it is, um, it's it's infl- it's inflammatory uh, alcohol. You, you know your whole social thing is what's really uh, begins to be a problem because you can't do what other people do. And how how do you feel about that? What would you say to other patients who are experiencing this? Because it's not just how you feel about yourself, but 
the problem you pose in a social situation with other people who don't have the same limitations that you do? Sure. I think, um, you know, in, in some ways, uh, you know, I try to find moderation where, you know, if I feel supported and loved when I'm out with my friends having a great meal, um, you know, that's valuable to my life instead of um, perfect eating. But I would also say that I've learned that, um, you know, my confidence with psoriasis really falls on a spectrum. What I mean by that is some days I'm able to own it. With my flare psoriasis, I'll wear short sleeves, I'll go out and I'll say, you know, this is who I am. I can teach people, I'm empowered and I'm comfortable. But there are other days where I wake up and I don't want people to know I have psoriasis. I don't want them to notice and I'll wear long sleeves. And I've learned to accept both sides of myself and not demand one or the other. And so it's kind of a spectrum for me about what my comfort looks like and allowing myself to have that range has really um, had a positive impact on on my mental health. Um, but I'd, I'd love to know, you know, did you ever have to reconsider, you know, what you were doing in the, in the public eye because of having psoriasis? Did you feel the need to cover up or what was it like handling um, your flare-ups? Oh my God, I was dressing like Mother Cabrini. I had a lot of, I had a lot of, you know, net that looked like you could see through it, but you couldn't. And the problem, I think it, at the height, it was very difficult. One tour that I was uh, with Cher, I was wearing clothes that, I don't know. When I took them off, my skin would peel. It wasn't pretty. Uh, I, I'm not one for wearing short sleeve and saying, eh, this is it. Look at it. I, one time when I was in Saint-Tropez, wore a short dress and someone took a picture and it was on TMZ and they said, oh, look at her. She has so many mosquito bites. What are those? Sure. And those spots can look a lot like bug bites. That's a common one I get. Or uh, people say poison ivy as well. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So, you know, I think for me, I think I admire you very much. I'm not like you. I would sometimes wait and watch people's faces change. And then I tell them it's not contagious after I put my arm on the, or my hand on them, you know, which is really rotten of me. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm that way. Um, but I just, uh, you know, you get fed up uh, with it. You get fed up with with having it, you get fed up with how you feel. At one point, I thought I'd lay in bed and just get better, but that didn't work. I just woke up covered with it. So, you know, it's a tough one and it's a lifelong struggle because there's no cure. You know, I understand not wanting people to know. Um, for sure, there were moments where, where I've, I've hidden and wanted to hide. But for me, when I, uh, you know, hear people talk about psoriasis kind of socially, people seem to think that it has to do with dry skin or, you know, you just need to, to wash your hands and put on some lotion. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Those suggestions have always been, you know, a little bit, a little bit hurtful. Um, have you ever come across that? Do have you met people who think psoriasis is, you know, no big deal, just some some dry skin? For me, you know, Melissa, I was standing in front of an arena full of people. I wasn't going to just wear a short sleeve shirt and say, hey, hell with it. Here I am. Um, but uh, I think I I got through it. And um, as long as I 
take my medicine on time, I'm okay. And I'm grateful for that. Oh, sure. And I think, you know, even just trying to get a job, going on a job interview, having to explain um, or, you know, I used to have. Well, do you? Do you have to explain that? I, I mean, really? I think, you know, I used to have it all over my hands. And, you know, the first oh. thing when you meet someone is you shake hands. And in that sense, I, I felt compelled to to explain. You didn't wear gloves? I think I would have had to explain that as well. <laughs> I know. No I easy know. answer there. No, there is no easy answer. What advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, that's a great question. I think that's that's a hard one, but something similar that I tell newly diagnosed patients, and that's to um, work on self compassion and and you know forgiving yourself for whatever feelings you have about psoriasis. You know, there were days where I was really angry, and um, you know I think that having gone through this, it's okay to let yourself experience those emotions and um, you know work your way through it. It's it's not an easy journey, and. Um, I, I learned over time that um, although there are many people who have have it much, much worse than psoriasis, um, you know, the, the experience still had its challenges for me and finding the balance between gratitude for all I did have um, while still letting myself feel sadness for what I didn't um, was a part of my process. Um, and I, I wish I could go back in time and just, you know, tell myself that it would it would be okay. And it's okay to feel all of those things. And that someday you'd have something where you'd actually see your skin again. Um, I saw my clear skin for the first time in my early twenties. I mean, I had gone two decades of living with psoriasis and as much as I wanted to believe that I was living life to the best of my abilities, I was a dancer. Um, having clear skin was an absolute game changer for me. Um, I just felt free. I felt like I could be exactly who I was. And so finding the right treatment, um, it, it did change my life and it's maybe not right for everyone, but it was, it was such a relief to me. Yeah. Same here. I think it's important that people don't give up hope. I think the, the thing that I learned from talking to you and other patients is hope that you don't give up you keep trying. You get knocked down, you get back up. And I think that that's an important factor in this disease and an important factor in life itself. So I thank you for sharing your story because it's pretty amazing what you've done, Melissa. And I wish you the best. Very thank proud. you so much. Thank you again for being such a, a fantastic advocate. I think you know psoriasis is left out of a lot of conversations, and you know hearing someone in the public eye speak about their experience so candidly is, um, you know, the the support and the the hope that I you know I wanted as a, a child and and you know even look for as an adult. So thank you so much, Cindy. Well, yes, and there are eight million of us. I think right. Yes. So <laughs> we're not alone. Just nobody talks about it. So I'm glad we were able to talk about it. Thank you so much, Melissa Lilu. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on PSO in the Know, sponsored by Novartis. You can listen to more episodes at psointhenow.com.